Welcome to Wrestle Buddies Games Plus Wrestling Podcast, filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. Oh. I am your host, Matt Elfring. With me, as always, Chris E. Hayner. Chris, how are you? I know the E stands for excitement. Entertainment, actually. It stands for World Wrestling Entertainment Hayner. Matt, I'm great. Join the Dark Order. Join DarkOrder.com, your Dark Order uh, podcasting uh, 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 spokesman, we'll say is here to guide you in the ways of good and cool and like what's hip and fresh and stuff like that. But Matt, I'm mm-hmm. good. Uh, I, I had a long weekend. You did not. I um, did not. <laughs> I took the day off yesterday. And what did I do? Uh, I went and rode a Jurassic World ride at a theme park. It was great. I worked like a good American. American work culture. Work till you're dead. That's your gimmick. Yeah. Work to your dead millennials get no retirement, Matt Elfring. That's what they call you. <laughs> it's my new gimmick. Is my my new my new wrestling character's American work ethic. I saw recently a uh, a report of some kind that was like, uh, according to our study, this many percentage of millennials have a retirement plan, which is far more than this many percentage of baby boomers. Are like, well, I mean, if your retirement plan is work until you're dead and in the ground. Yes, more millennials definitely have a retirement plan. The th- you know, you know why more millennials have to come up with a retirement plan, Matt? Oh, because I know. Because boomers were just given retirement fu- money. They were given retirement plans and funds. Their jobs, many of their jobs had pensions. Yeah. And also, they can rely on social security. We cannot rely on social security. Also, they they had the kind of money to like buy homes and live full lives. Says Matt, who has a full uh, a full well, no, life Chris, of a home. Now, to be fair, Chris said that Chris lives in a tiny one bedroom apartment in a crappy neighborhood. I'm just watching some lady parking in front of my house. Is it your wife? Is oh, she no, some she's, lady? She's doing something. She has a book out and she's looking through a book. I know it's, this isn't very good odd podcasting, but she's looking through a book right now. Is it a murder she wrote novel? No, she's walking back to her car. Hmm. Matt, I want you to stand up in front of your window and wave your arms over your head. I, I'm very confused because she got out, put placed a book on her hood of her car, went through the book. Maybe it was her Thomas guide. Maybe she doesn't have a cell phone with GPS in it. So she had to oh, stop and pull out yeah. her Thomas guide and throw it on the hood to find out where she was. So she Maybe it was a map. So Remember she could maps? continue her journey. Yeah, maps, bro. Okay, let's see what she's doing. Is she going to leave? Get out of my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old American ethic, American work ethic. Matt Elfring is at it again. This is after you turned heel and you just yeah. yell at the kids to get off your lawn. Don't park in front of my house, even though I live on a busy street. Go get yourself a real job, you map uh, reader. We have a um a little bit of a talky episode planned for you. Most of our episodes are pretty talky, to be honest. This one, a little bit sad. more. It's a sad one. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they're always sad. Uh, I mean, it's not. I don't know that it's sad. I think. I think it's. it's not, uh, it depends. I think there is some hopefulness. We'll say. All. All you can do is hope for hope. Sure. That sounds. That. that sounds like a weird like. Uh, someone's campaign. Like honestly, it's. It sounds like. It sounds like a sort of hands across America '80s charitable organization <laughs> slogan. All we can do is hope for hope. Please send. If each of you sends one dollar to our organization, we'll, we'll have forty-three dollars. Seven thousand years. 
Hope for Hope. Um, everyone in the United States named Hope is going to join hands, and we are going to reach L.A. to downtown L.A. Do you know anybody named Hope? No people. I'm trying to think of like a, a celebrity named Hope. Oh, have you seen my new documentary, A Celebrity Named Hope? Oh, God, man. Uh, Chris, what's on the menu for today? Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks is a, an American public relations executive and political advisor oh, who served in Wait, Donald Trump. Hold on. Uh, oh, there's there's Hope Solo. Hope Solo, the soccer player. Right? Her name is Hope Solo. I'm pretty sure her name's Hope Solo. I'm looking. Hope Solo. Yeah. Dude, isn't that do a you, badass do name? I think she's the child. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at her Wikipedia page, and it says that her parents are uh Judy Solo and Jeffrey Solo. But do you think in reality Han Solo? is in her lineage somewhere because Probably. as we know star wars takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far far away do we think han solo could potentially be in her lineage somewhere maybe she also kind of looks like the sister from dexter similar similar oh, yeah. facial features i could see that i'm i'm yeah. i'm looking at a picture i can see that but i bet she's better at soccer than the sister on dexter I'm guessing. I guarantee she's better at soccer and finding out if your brother's a serial killer. Much better than his than Dexter's sister. Dexter's sister was terrible at that. She was terrible at that. Right under her nose the whole time. Eight seasons. In your face, Dexter. Welcome well, I back. think she found out of season six. Welcome but... back, I guess. Dexter's yeah. back, right? Yeah, so it's a Trinity back. killer. Dexter's coming back. He's coming back to show Wait, show the Trinity killer's coming back? Really? For one day of filming, which means... Did this happen while I was out yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. Oh, God. So that means he's going to be back for one day of filming and it's going to be like Dexter's like, I remember when I used to do things with my dad and I'll show Harry Morgan. And then Harry's like, here's my new friend. It's Arthur or Arthur Martin or Arthur Miller Trinity or whatever. Killer. The Trinity killer. Trinity hey, killer Dexter, we're having a barbecue. <laughs> That's the Why scene. Why is Lithgow coming back for this? Why is this happening is the better answer. Like, I know the showrunner left the show and thus it didn't end the way he wanted to. But like you left the show and then it ended. Why are we going back? Yes. Spite. The ending of Dexter was terrible. We all agree with that. He's a mountain man lumberjack now. I don't care. The ending of many HBO shows and Showtime shows is pretty terrible. I am of the I'm of the belief that I like the ending of The Sopranos. I'm okay with it. I watched the Many Saints of Newark trailer this morning, uh, which is the Sopranos prequel. Yeah, it looks good. It's like, oh, remember those characters? They are played by different actors now because they're much younger. We did it. Like Corey Stoll is in it. Oh, dude, I love Corey. I was watching Ant-Man last night. I love Corey Stoll. Uh, I highly recommend. Well, because, you know, Corey Stoll, like yourself, is a bald man. Yes, uh, he is. He, he shaves that head. Uh, Corey Stoll. Have you ever seen The Strain on FX? Yes. Yeah, so I've talked to you about The Strain before and Corey Stoll on that show before. Oh, I, I interviewed Corey Stoll for The Strain. So did I. Uh, what I love about that is season one of The Strain put him in a wig. Yes. And then they're like, by season two, they're like, we got to stop putting a wig on Corey Stoll. And then they just I believe there was a, sh- a scene of him shaving his head. And then he was yes. just bald for the rest of the show. Also, there was like a, the strain there was a, is an underrated series. I completely agree. Uh, underrated comic book as well. I love that comic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Anyway, what are we talking about this week, Chris? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, 
just to, just to make things super real, uh, we're, uh, this past week, WWE released another slew of wrestlers, including some that are very near and dear to our hearts. Uh, mm. And we are going to we're just going to kind of go through them and think about what could happen with them next, what we hope for, and just share some of our favorite memories. On Friday, June 28th, throughout the evening, um, when I was trying to get off of work, uh, <laughs> yeah. WWE released 10 wrestlers from NXT and 205 Live. Um, a couple guys were developmental as well. Um, so we're going to go through the list, much like the last time we did this, talk about likes and dislikes, and then um, do some predictions of where we think they're going to end up. And obviously, we're going to go to Prediction Bot as well to give a little bit of humor to this kind of oh, sad day. God. I didn't think about that part of it. Oh, you didn't? No. Um, I'm scared. I think let's just jump to the number. I, I'd say the one of the most importance that was left go. I don't want to talk about in order. They were like, oh, uh, Tyler Breeze from NXT. <sighs> one Prince half Pretty. of the former. Prince Pretty. Mm, gorgeous. Former uh, was, Wrestle Buddies guest. Yeah, let, you know what, I'll say this. Uh former and hopefully future Wrestle Buddies guest. Yeah, yeah. I will also say that. Uh major part of Up Up Down Down WWE's gaming channel. I know yeah. we want to say it's Xavier Woods gaming channel. Let's be honest. It's WWE owns it, guys. Let's... Yes, WWE owns it. Uh Woods has been very clear about that since yes. forever. Roughly. But it becomes new news every three months for some reason. Oh, the internet. But yeah, uh, Breeze, uh, along with his tag partner, Fondango, were both let go. That is the official end of the fashion police I do, or Breezango, Breeze I guess. Ongo. Yeah, uh, this one's a bummer, Matt. I love you know me and I know you. I love, love, love Tyler Breeze in the ring. I was at Same. TakeOver Brooklyn when he fought Jushin Thunder Liger, it which was, was the best match incredible. of his career. Best match of his career. Yep. And best match of Liger's WWE career. You see what I did there? Because he only had one WWE match. But it's it was true. a great match. It was yeah. a truly great match. It was such a good spotlight for both of those wrestlers. And man, I oh, it just it really bums me out. However, seeing that match and remembering that match um, and thinking about this now, man, Tyler Breeze or Matt, I don't remember his last name uh clement clements thank you uh would be so huge in new japan like he has the work ethic he under he understands how to work in the ring better mm -hmm. than most people in nxt and in wwe um he was just never really given a time to you remember here's the thing about this why the whole tyler breeze thing just pisses me off and like the fondango thing pisses me off was i've always been like a stan of tyler breeze i think we've talked about that on this show from the first time I saw the supermodel gimmick and then saw how incredible he was in the ring. But like when the fashion police were on raw or SmackDown, Smackdown. um, they were so over with the crowd with those bits, like the, the twin peaks ripoffs, just, they were ripping off. They had Water, an everything. ongoing series within a series for months. And it was so good. They never wrestled during that time which was, I mean, they might've done house shows, but they were not on TV. They were so over. There were and definitely WWE, moments where like Fondango would have TV matches and Breeze would be like dressed as a janitor at ringside with a mop and a bucket. Yes, that was towards the end of that. <laughs> and WWE just said like, oh, we're sending you back to NXT. And I'm like, no, like NXT is great. I love NXT, but 
these guys would have done amazing on the main or on Raw and SmackDown if they had just been given a chance to shine and like they had to they had to make their own shining moment and WWE went nowhere with it. It was just more NXT NXT people just you know blown. Yeah, I will say um, they did. They were able to win the NXT Tag Team Championships late in their uh, runs there. Yeah, which was nice. That was a nice nod. Um, I'd like to think maybe we'll see them back because those were two wrestlers that had main event level or not main event, but main roster level contracts, but we're performing regularly on it on NXT. I'd mm-hmm. like to think, oh, well, maybe they'll be able to come back with NXT contracts. I don't know. But also like and for both of them, because like because prior prior to WWE, Fandango had a career uh, in the in, in the Indies as Johnny Curtis. And it's, so it's not like he was new to the industry when he got signed by the company mm-hmm. he'd been going since like I'm, I'm looking right here and he was he he first of all he trained under killer kowalski mm-hmm. that's the same person triple h trained under and he debuted in 1999 like he was around uh yeah. so i don't think this is the last we've seen in from either of them in wrestling i will say it's interesting breeze did a q a on his the sweets uh gaming channel that he used to do with uh perfect 10 uh chairman ty dillinger spears and uh the former king the deposed king of wwe baron corbin uh so he sort he resurrected that right after uh the release and did a q a with fans and he and when asked if he was planning to wrestle again he said he didn't know uh but also i get that because i think at this point he could just based on his recognition in gaming and and based on some messages that Austin Creed sent after his release, it sounds like he'll still be involved in up, up, down, down to some degree. I disagree with that. I read that same thing. It didn't seem like that. It seemed like they're just going to play games together privately. Oh, that's not how I read that at all. I read that. I read 100% it was like hint, hint. We're still going to be playing games. We'll see what happens. I mean, he's already he won the first round of uh, the No Mercy, the no tournament. Mercy tournament. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens there because also I can see Breeze going to bad for him being like no he's an integral part of this channel yeah like you can't just rip out like tech in in a way one ha- if you go to the upped up down down YouTube channel there's two faces on that banner it's Woods and it's Breeze yep because they are that channel uh, but we'll see what happens I don't I don't know with all of the extra revenue opportunities that you have not under contract for WWE, uh, like Breeze said, he's setting his cameo back up. He's relaunching his Twitch. Like, like there are spaces to, I would hope and think, easily make the money that he would need to get by on. Yeah, but it we'll, depends on if he wants to wrestle or not. I, I, there's more opportunity for him than I'd say anybody else on this list. Um, I would agree. Uh, Fandango has is a veteran. He was 14 years with WWE. Um, I'm sure there'd be a place for him at Impact. Uh, I, I hate doing the whole thing where we're like, this is what wrestling promotion they're going to end up at, because that shouldn't be the end all be all for someone that's been released no. from a company. He's like, you're going to do wrestling forever. Like, Tyler Breeze has already, like you said, with Cameo going back streaming on Twitch, that's a great place for him. And also, he can probably get a job wrestling somewhere else. Um, I I do wish success for everybody, obviously, because, you know, from the lot of people that's been let go, you know, that we've talked to in the past, they've all been 
great human beings and it just sucks to see people lose their job yeah um but the rumor that i was reading a couple uh, places reported on it was that wwe was trying to cut down on um high co- high cost contracts in nxt and 205 live and if you think about it fandango and tyler breeze have been on both smackdown and in nxt i'm sure their contracts are a little bit pricier than a lot of people there to be honest yeah anyway let's go back uh next up is the bollywood boys who also much like tyler breeze and fandango have switched between nxt uh they were on raw i believe for a while with jinder mahal and then 205 live as back as the bollywood boys I, I find myself wondering if they got a size. Of, I'm assuming they got a sizable pay bump when it came to being the seconds to Jinder Mahal during his championship. Run. They barely wrestled. All they did was take bumps. That's it. Yeah. You know, um, but this is two guys who, again, they had big careers outside of WWE before they yeah. joined WWE. I don't think they'll have any like any problem whatsoever finding work. And I <clears throat> the thing that cut like the thing about the last set of releases saw Samoa Joe end up back with a new contract at NXT. Part of me wonders how possible that is for a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, the Bollywood boys are a solid tag team that never got a run as a tag team. Really? They, like, they were never in contention. Kind of. Yeah. They were never, but they were never in contention for a tag title. There's a two Oh five live tag title. There's no, barely also, a 205 Live Cruiserweight title. That's on NXT. And also, they never got a chance to really be themselves because when most people were introduced to them, they were already on Raw as, like, genders like lackeys. We never really yeah. got to see... We the saw Singh the Bollywood brothers. boys in, they like, the... the Singh brothers. The Singh brothers, or the Bollywood boys, because we saw them in the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic at one point, is that, I believe. Yeah. But they went, they kind of, the Singh Brothers kind of went back to Bollywood Boys-esque uh, in 205 Live. Um, but that, if you, I can undoubtedly see them working in AEW because it's a more of a tag team focused div- uh, wrestling promotion. I'd love to rather see them in NXT, but, you know. Time will tell. They could also, like, honestly, given that the world is sort of opening back up, mm-hmm. like, they can, they can do any, like the the options that pre-pandemic there were a lot of options for wrestlers that kind of evaporated overnight when the world closed down but now as yeah. the world is opening back up for better or worse um those options are coming back wrestling companies are starting to tour again more live wrestling shows are happening SummerSlam is going to be in vegas and they're doing a gcw show there that weekend so like nice i think there's i i i'm a, and i'm assuming other wrestling companies will sort of start setting up shop throughout that week slash weekend to sort of make up for what WrestleMania was or wasn't. Yeah. Um, so like the opportunities to wrestle are coming back. So there, there's that at the very least. Um, one more member of sanity was uh, released. Killian Dane, who um, was on NXT UK at that point. Um. Nikki is Nikki Cross, Cross the last man standing from Sanity? Yeah, uh, as as Shane Helms was jokingly calling her Hurricane, H-E-R, Hurricane, because she has that superhero gimmick thing. Oh, now. that's right. She's just being adorable, and I kind of love it. <laughs> I love Nikki Cross. Yeah, same. Um, I'm glad she has withstood the test of whatever the hell is going on. Um, Killian Dane, I want... Killian Dane was kind of a surprise for me because he had been working 
pretty regularly with Drake Maverick. Yes. Uh, in NXT. And it really, it really makes me think like, oh no, like, is this going to be a bad thing for Drake Maverick? Because Drake Maverick, as we remember, was released, what was it, last year? A year ago. Yeah. From a year May ago. Of, and yeah. then he rallied online support and got a new deal. Or it was part of a storyline. We'll never know. No. Uh, Killing will do fine European wrestling promotions and American wrestling well, promotions. I mean, I, I'm very curious as to if he would if he would do European wrestling promotions, because as you, we some of us may not know, Killian Dane is the husband of Nikki Cross or he I mean, uh, he could also just do tours like tours are a thing that happened. Yeah. Um, in further gutting of 205 Live. God, here we go, dude. Tony Nese and Arya Davari, who have been like found a like touchstones of 205 Live since its launch. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what the plan for that brand is. Are they looking to sunset it? They're are, sunsetting. Are they though? Because I think 205 Live is a part of an international uh packaging deal. Like yeah. it airs on yeah. television in some countries. And it airs on Hulu or there's a Hulu deal right now with WWE, I believe, with 205 Live. And that's why it's still running in the States. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what's gonna go on there. Um, if if they sunset 205 Live, I'm willing to bet NXT UK would take its place. Yeah. Like that would be my best guess. Hey, um, I got a question out there. If you're listening, uh, WWE or uh, people at 2K Games, uh, the WWE developers, uh, vinyl, visual concepts, more importantly, Lionel Jinx. Um, are you guys pivoting a bunch right now? That's yeah, it. Are, no, absolutely not. All these guys will be in the game. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> no, that's what happened. Dude, every year people get people that are released. Are but not this game. early. This early. Matt, it's the end of June. The game's supposed to be out in October. That's just a be. couple of months out. Like we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think any of them are going to be in the game. I, I I will I would be willing to bet money that they will be. Braun Strowman's on the cover, not in the game. <laughs> that would be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like wasn't CM Punk on the cover of a WWE game? Uh, like right as he was getting released. I believe so. Yeah. Am I misremembering that? I might be misremembering that. Who knows? Um. Yeah, so Tony, Tony Nese, Arya Davari, two guys that have been a part of 205 Live, uh, especially Tony Nese, because Tony Nese kind of also was a, like, he was on a lot of kickoff show uh, pre-shows. Yeah. Kickoff show pre-show doesn't sound right. Pay-per-view pre-shows. No, um, they're literally before the kickoff show begins. Tony Nese would just come out and like. It's in the parking lot. For a while. Hey, everybody. Um, it's Tony. Wrestling. Also, uh. August Gray, who was kind of new to NXT, was released along with the tag team Ever Rise, which August Gray and his fantastic mustache. Dude looks great. Yeah. But there's also Ever Rise, which has been doing stuff on WWE social platforms, too, as well, which is and launching their own social platforms, which I think is cool. I don't yeah. like it kills me that two bona fide tag teams got cut three. You have Everrise, you have the Bollywood Boys, and you have Breezango. Three mm-hmm. bona fide tag teams just kind of cut. At a time when at a time when tag team wrestling is hurting so bad in WWE, I don't know, man. It seems very not great for well, what tag well, team wrestling. Can Chris, become. why why keep these tag teams around when I can just throw a 
dart at a dartboard of mid carters and make a new tag team and make them champions. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, go. Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, go. It's every wrestler that we don't know what to do with. Just stand in a group. Okay, we're just going to pair you off. We're going to go one, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, all the pairs get together. Remember when they did that with Sheamus and Cesaro? I'm sorry, Cesaro. Uh, but Sheamus, stop it. But Sheamus and Cesaro actually, like you know, became a tag team by working together. We just raise the bar. We are, the, are the bar. bar. Matt and I are doing the, the doing sideways the thing. thumb thing. Oh, it's backwards for me though, so I gotta go this way. That's fine. You We're gotta good. turn the other We're way. Cool. We're cool dudes. If only tag teams did that, you know, like became a tag team when they're actually a tag team. But I mean, they a, do. Then they get released. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Maria Shafir, who is one of the four horsewomen. So now there are uh, one. One. It's just Shayna, but Shayna's a huge breakout. So she's Shayna fine. rules. Shane is the best one. Um, I, really interesting. There were a lot of reports. So like last week also saw the debut of the Diamond Mine finally on NXT. Yeah. Uh, which is a MMA ish group of people led by Roderick Strong and Malcolm Bivens. Um, oh, I love me some Malcolm Bivens. Good. Love Twitter Malcolm follow. Bivens. Uh, one of the members, Tyler Rust, is weirdly enough a wrestler whose first match I saw. Oh, really? Uh, his name was Ryan Taylor, and he wrestled at tiny uh, independent shows in Southern California. The dude was legitimately a child. Like, he looked so young all the time. Uh, this is back when I was in college. Um, and now he's in WWE NXT as Tyler Rust, uh, as part of the Diamond Mind, along with, obviously, Malcolm Bivens, Roddy Strong, and Hideki Suzuki. And evidently, Marina Shafir was originally going to be, according to reports, was originally going to be a female member of the Diamond Mine, which is really interesting because, again, Marina Shafir is married to Roderick Strong. So now Roderick Strong's wife is uh, out. Um, also, a couple of last ones that were cut. Uh, Kurt Stallion. Artua Ruas. Yeah. I don't know. Lots of uh, like it, it's. It's a lot of up and coming NXT names is what it what it boils down to. Like it's it's just kind of a bummer. It's a bummer. I, it's it's really hard to also as a fan not to say like, well, what about this person? Why didn't they cut the and it it doesn't help. I'm I mean, you can't play what about ism. Uh you're not the person in charge. The person in charge is making these decisions and they seem insane to me personally. Um, well, but also it's hard. You can't, it's hard to, it's hard to be like, we don't know what's going on backstage. How dare you fire this person? Why don't you fire this other that's, person? And I hate that's, that's insane. BS. Yeah. But like, we also, we only know what we know. We don't know how the company works. We don't, we, you can say you do, you don't, uh, we don't know how the company works. We don't know long-term planning. We don't know how much money people are making. We don't know how much money they're looking to save. We mm -hmm. don't know who WWE sees as the future of the company. Mm -hmm. Like we don't. Um, it's 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 impossible to tell. It's what's really it's for me though at this point. What's a bummer about these NXT cuts is the main rosters need some serious refreshing, especially as WWE is going back 
into uh, live audience shows soon. Mm -hmm. And man, and it's the same thing with the last round of cuts. You're cutting off so many people that could fill out a house show card. And some of those people could pop huge in like Stone Cold Steve Austin ways that you'll never know about now. Nope. Imagine Brizongo doing house shows. I've seen it. It's wonderful. But like, honestly, like I would have loved a breeze. Like they, they, they teased a bit of a breeze singles run for the cruiserweight title, but it just never got off the ground. And like that mm. dude is the goods. Yeah. I don't want to pray to where anybody's going, but we can always ask prediction bot if we feel that's appropriate. I'm, if, I swear to God, Matt, if prediction brought just says they're all going to Olive Garden, he's fired from the show. Should I ask him a specific wrestler? Like, do you want me to set him up? They are all going to Olive Garden. Hey, ha. Hey, ha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, prediction bot, I'm just going to throw some names at you and I want you to tell me where they're going to end up next. Throw him. What? Throw him. Throw him. Okay. Uh, prediction bot, what's next for Tyler Breeze, a.k.a. Matt Clement, a.k.a. Breezes? Tyler Breeze will travel around the world from London to the Bay, but he will eventually go on a journey where he truly finds himself. Nick Noddle stars as Tyler Breeze in Gone with the Wind. Wait, who? Nick Noddle? Nick, Nick Nolte? Nolte? Does he mean I Nick Nolte? He to say Nolte. Okay. I'll, I thought I for a hot second I thought he would say from London to the Bay it's hammer go hammer and see <laughs> hammer yo hammer but the rest can go and play can't touch you can't this. touch us uh I uh, prediction by Gone with the Wind is already a movie also Nick Nolte isn't in it and Nick Nodal isn't a person also no, votes can't no. touch this lyrics also Nick Nolte looks nothing like Tyler Breeze let me ask you this uh, prediction bot if you had to guess. Where will the Bollywood boys end up? The Bollywood boys will go to AEW, and I will go back to the movie theaters to see the next Colin Firth movie. Oh, Hopefully, God. he's shirtless. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. I, I, I mean, uh, I, to be fair, Bollywood boys and AEW doesn't sound like a bad idea. AEW has... They're telling us they have an established tag team division. They do. They do have a decent tag team division. A good tag team division. I, I feel like they'd fit in there more than Impact. But then he had to throw in the part about shirtless Colin Farrell. He hasn't talked about Car Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. My, my apologies. Yeah, he hasn't talked about Colin Firth in a while, though. I'm sorry. I keep saying he. I mean to say it. Uh, question. Mm -hmm. Does prediction, but what if, what about Everrise? Should will they end up in AEW? Like that seems like a that seems like a good fit too. What's an Everrise? What's an Everrise? Wow. He doesn't know what Everrise is. Very, very good. You gotta you gotta watch NXT more prediction bot. They're a very good team of people. NXT? More like NXD's nuts. Got him. <laughs> Did he say got him? He said got him. <laughs> Jesus. What wow, prediction bot swinging. Honestly. A lot gets through the censors these days on our podcast. Oh, I'll tell you what gets through everything. <laughs> That's probably bad. Yeah, did you did you did you do any censoring on last week's episode? There were a couple. No, F Josh no. swore. He didn't swear that much. He only swore three times, and he said the sh word, which I'm I'm okay with letting that go. I think he also said the f word, Matt. No, he didn't. No, he definitely did. Did he? <laughs> yeah, eh, it's probably in there. Oh God! Let's can I? I'm gonna paint a picture for you, Chris. 
I had to edit that night. I was very, very tired and I didn't feel like doing three different track edits and audio leveling. No, Matt, uh, I understand. Yeah. I Once you sent me the audio file, based on the shortness of your message, I was like, I think Matt's mad at me. Oh, I wasn't mad. I was just tired. So tired. I assumed you were mad at me, and then I stressed about it all night long, and then I went to bed and forgot. Oh, no, I wasn't. I You'll know if I'm mad at you. I'll tell you. Well, you've never told me yet, so I'm batting the No, I've never been mad at you. Uh, let's... That, that thanks for coming prediction bot um i think we can move on that's amore i guess what about august gray oh okay prediction bot what about august gray and his magical mustache can i just say while he while, while prediction bot thinks about this matt is it just me or does august gray look a lot like shinsuke nakamura's guitar player rick boogs <laughs> They're like identical yeah. twins, and I don't get it. He will find a home in New Japan, where his mustache will grow three times the size of Japan's largest ship, and Gray will be awarded the best mustache award. And the prize is a dinner with T-Box from TLC. T-Box? I think you mean T-Boz. Wait, what is it going to grow longer than? Japan's largest something. Okay, okay. All right, very... Good luck, Austin Gray, on your super long mustache and career in New Japan. Good luck with your dinner with T-Boz. Let us know how it goes. Oh, he's going to get dinner with T-Boz from TLC. Yes, but I believe he said T-Box. Okay, well, he's trying. He's trying. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's 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 move thanks. On thanks for that. coming by prediction, but we always appreciate you, even though Chris doesn't. We don't. That's out of I all mean. of our guests. You're the uh, our special re- reoccurring guests. You're the least worst. Out of all of our special recurring guests, you're definitely the most robot. 100%. Moving on to the mailbag. We got a mailbag. Here it comes. It's got letters and it's digital. It's raining mail. Holy f***. It's raining mail. Don't include that F word, Matt. One tweet. Uh, (laughs) it's mailbag time we've got a question from a listener it's one i'm actually very into and i think it's gonna i think it's gonna work good for us okay uh matt land pitts wants to know who is the biggest star that benefited from the thunderdome i'm sorry let me say that again because i stumbled over my words matt who is the biggest star that benefited from the thunderdome and what was the possible biggest flop or and what will the possible biggest flop be when crowds return? All right. Um, the one who benefited the most was Roman Reigns. 100%. Yep. Absolutely. He got to evolve his character. Didn't have to deal with um, people booing Roman Reigns because he's Roman Reigns, not mm-hmm. because of any other reason. Uh, there was just, he got to do so much more work um, on himself, on his character. And I think it's going to be the most successful thing when Thunderdome rolls back around. I agree. I think the biggest disappointment, I want to say Matt Riddle, but it's only because I hate Matt Riddle, but I think <laughs> the crowd's going to be so over on him, though. Do you think that people are going to love RK, bro? No, they're going to no, they're not going to buy into that. But I think like the younger teens and whatever are going to love Riddle. I despise that character, which is just him. I found out it's just him riding a scooter. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. 
I think among I think I, I think yes, Roman Reigns one hundred percent absolutely the the biggest best thing of the Thunderdome era mm-hmm. of the pandemic era. Like he's crushed it and completely reinvented that character. And I think I don't think it would have worked as well if there was an audience because they were already booing him. There was nothing to turn on. The Roman sucks. Quit yeah. shoving them down our throat. WWE. The E stands for stupid. Welcome to the Typical Wrestling Podcast. We hate wrestling. It sucks. Welcome to Typical Wrestling Podcast. Let's go through our top five. Hey, bros, let's talk about our top five moves that are also the sweet chin music. Number five, the sweet chin music. Number four, that time uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin caught the sweet chin music and turned it into a stunner. Number three, I love you, I'm sorry, sweet chin music. Number two, the sweet chin music. And of course, the number one finishing move of all time that is also the sweet chin music. Petey Williams, Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> uh, that seems right. Special edition uh, number six. Uh, the time the Usos switch into music. One person with two kicks. Number 11, Super Kick Party. Any one of billions of them that never ended a match. <laughs> thus killing the Super Kick as a finishing maneuver. Number 12, Dolph Ziggler Super Kick. Oh, dude, did you see on SmackDown last week? Oh, we're out of the typical uh, wrestling podcast? Okay. No, a typical wrestling podcast. Did you see on SmackDown last week? I think it was last week. Yeah. Uh, Jay, wait, it's main event Jay, right? I was just shaking my head that you couldn't see it. Jim Uso, uh, he ended a match with a super kick. He super kicked Dolph Ziggler's head, right, his brain, right out of his head, and, and finished that match. Good for he won with a super you. kick, and I was like, oh my god, the super kick is back, everybody. It's a scary move again. I'm really waiting for someone to tap out to the figure four leg lock. That'll never, ever happen. I don't think it's happened since Ric Flair. It didn't happen most of the time Ric Flair did it. No, it didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, is I the, think. Is it the worst finisher of all time? But I mean, I, I, mean I, I mean, I don't mean oh, worse. Like in terms of finish, in terms of ending in terms a match, of finishing. Yeah, I think a lot of, I think a lot of, uh, no, because I like the sharpshooter ended matches. Sharpshooter ended a lot of matches. The walls of Jericho ended matches. The crippler crossface ended matches. I think, honestly, it's one of the, yeah, probably. I was gonna say the gory lock, but like I love the gory lock, mm-hmm. which is kind of like. You stretch them backwards over your back. Yes. But it looks so dope. But it's also very ridiculous. But also, because um, like the Miz, his signature for a while was the figure four. He still uses the figure four. And I don't he think never he's, won a match with he's it. He's never tapped anybody out with it. Um, but yeah, I would say Roman Reigns is probably the biggest uh, success of the era. Uh, you know what I think might flop when it returns to a crowd? Tell. Damian Priest, Archer of in- Infamy. I'm not sure he shoots it. an invisible arrow at the screen and his name lights up and fire graphics and people like that in NXT. And I remember seeing that and being like, I don't like this. It looked cheesy, man. Yeah. Like Damien, the punishment priest Martinez Jr. has so much like a lot of charisma and is good. Like, don't saddle him with this and then give him the, the crossroads as a finisher and like 
There's yeah. a lot you can do with that guy. Um, I think the dirty dogs, uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be a flop because I think they already are a flop. And the, the it's just they're going to be met with such indifference. Yeah. Uh, because WWE seemingly doesn't know how to properly push Dolph Ziggler or Robert Roode. Remember when Robert Roode was in NXT? He's he glorious. Glorious. Do you remember when song? he was? In, he had like the the crane entrance where he got he, he got like he, brought his, down from the heavens. Yes, and that character worked so well because all it was was like it was just Rick Rude. You know, yeah. it was Rick Rude and Rick Flair together, and like that was perfect. But then that character got onto the main roster and they tried to babyface him. Yeah, and it's like that doesn't work for that character. Glorious. There's so much. There's so few characters that like their gimmick doesn't change and they can go babyface to heal. Yeah, I agree. I, and the, I think the only really the only real modern ones are like Shinsuke can do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Asuka. But it's hard to love Asuka. Asuka's never really a heel to me though. Yeah, it's hard to hate Asuka. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but I'm trying to think of like what I think the big flop will be. And I don't know. You can't I, think it's, I think it also think it's going to be hard to tell for a while mm-hmm. because people are just going to be so excited to see wrestling again. I do think Lashley will be a bigger flop than they intended as a champion. However, I still love Lashley as a champion. I love Lashley as a champion. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I would say he's going to be a flop. I don't think he's going to be as big of a breakout as they would like him to be. No. Um, but I'd also say the same thing about Drew McIntyre, who guess what, Matt? He's in Money in the Bank now. I think the key is going to be, and they're they've like I've heard rumors of this, like there's going to be a draft, a roster draft after yes. SummerSlam, and I think that is going to be the key. Freshen things up, get some new faces up from NXT. I will say they've been having Carry and Cross do dark matches, uh, for the main roster, mm-hmm. but without Scarlet at his side. Oh, weird. That's bad. The but two Scarlet, of them like, together are such money. Yeah. Like, you got to keep them together. Anyway, I guess it was our show. We did we it. We did it. Thanks, Landon, for sending in your questions. Uh, everybody out there, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Hey, if you have questions, send them to either at us on Twitter or uh, WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com. Yeah. Uh, I'd say we have some interesting things planned in the future, but um, I don't want to say that because nothing's really been that plant and everything I've tried to book over Twitter interview wise. Only one of them has worked. Thanks for coming, Josh Williamson. Thanks for coming, Josh. Thanks for, thanks for answering my texts and DMS. What a good guy. Uh, Chris final words for this week. Yeah. Uh, Tyler breeze is a hero among mere mortals. He is the longest reigning up, up, down champion of all time. He is the king of left, right, left, right. And I cannot wait to see what he does next. I agree. Come back on the show. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week. <laughs>